hello and welcome to this uh, special edition of the Two Black Tenerty Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm your host, Chris. And um, uh, I had the idea to do um, special election coverage. We don't really cover politics on this channel. I think if you follow, if, if you follow me, I think you know kind of where I am. But I kind of want to talk about this because... Um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy lately. Um, our primary we're, we're tape- is Tuesday. We're taping this a couple days before. We're in Michigan. We're taping this a couple days before Michigan's primary. And, um, I'm really worried, and I'll I'll explain myself, and I'll explain why. And then Chris and I, are just, I get, we're just going to have a discussion. I'm sure yes. we'll agree on certain things and disagree on other things, and like that's fine. That's life. So, um. I guess I can give a little bit about me and I guess where I stand politically. So, I mean, I've always mostly considered myself a Democrat. I wasn't really politically active until like 2015. Like I voted for Obama against Romney. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I like Obama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty much it. Obama was the first person I voted for. Um, we get to 2015, we're in the Democratic primary. I was in college at the time. Um, it w- it got to a point where it was between Hillary and Bernie. And for me, I was like, I felt like Bernie was speaking more to real issues than Hillary was. With Hillary, I kind of felt like she almost felt like she was entitled to the Democratic nomination. And I just, I, I, policy-wise for me, Hillary just felt a lot weaker. So I... And obviously, Trump became the Republican nominee. Fun fact, I actually lived with a Trump supporter. Another guy was conservative. And another guy was pretty much moderate. So I was, like, the lone, like, progressive when I was in college. In, like, my, my like, junior, senior year. Whatever. Um, so I voted for Hillary because I was like, well, Trump seems worse. I don't really like Hillary, but Trump seems worse. Trump won. Trump's been our president. Um, I think... At this point, I think with Trump, people either love him or hate him. I don't know. Is there? Any, do you know anyone who has a middle ground opinion about Trump? Yeah, there's some. Do you know people who have middle ground? Because I know people who are either like, he's the devil, or people who like Trump are like, greatest president ever. Yeah, no, I know some people that are just like, I don't think he is as bad as people are saying, but I understand like the criticisms against him. And I'm just like, well... What are we talking about when you're saying you don't think he's as bad as, you know, some people are saying? Because there's some pe- things where he's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, 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 that's that's wrong. And then there are other things where you're just like, okay, that, you know, that just depends on where you are on the spectrum, the political spectrum. Yeah. So many spectrums. Now. So we get to this election, right? Trump's obviously the Republican nominee. He's an incumbent. And... Democratic primary, honestly, has just been a mess because we had 20 people, you know, compared to last time where Hillary was like, I'm going to be the nominee. Don't challenge me. And And Bernie's like, like, okay. And then Bernie was like, I'm going to try. Right. So this time you had like 20 people because they thought, hey, Trump is such a attackable candidate or incumbent. That anybody can do it. Might as well throw... They're, they're like, might as well throw our hats in the ring. And we've seen them all come and go. Marianne Williamson, Andrew Yang, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. I mean, one by one they fell. 
And we got to a point where we had like what seven seven candidates left yep. before Super Two before South Carolina. It was what it was: Bernie, Biden, Tom Steyer, Warren, Klobuchar, Pete. I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> she. We'll get to. She. Her. We'll get to Gabbard in a minute. And um, it looked like Bernie pretty much won the first three contests. He kind of tied with Pete in Iowa. I- Bernie got the most votes. Pete got more delegates. Whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Whatever. <laughs> they had an app fail. Hashtag rigged. Shadow the hedgehog. Over Hashtag there. rigged. Rigged. Um, so at this point, Bernie pretty much won the first three contests. And everyone's and it's looking like, all right, man, it looks like Bernie might be the nominee. We get to South Carolina. B- Biden blows it out in South Carolina. Now, that was expected. Biden's always done... He's, he's, I mean, he has more of an affinity for the South because he was Obama's vice president. People expect that to happen. So then after that, Tom Steyer drops out, you know, whatever. Also, did you see him dancing a lot? Back that, back that ass up. Back that vote up. <laughs> so Tom Steyer's done. Down one billionaire. We get to, um, there's a debate before Super Tuesday. And at this point, um, I think Bernie people are kind of worried about Bloomberg, but but Elizabeth Warren just bodied bodied. She just she bodied Bloomberg at the first debate he was in, and I think at that point people were seriously like, "Nah, man, this isn't the guy." Yeah. So Super Tuesday happens. Um, what well, no, no, Well, before Super Tuesday, Pete drops out on Sunday, and everybody's yeah. kind of like, oh, "I thought Pete would be in this for a minute because he did one Iowa." Klobuchar drops out the next day. That night, the uh, the Monday night, Pete Klobuchar and um, Beto comes out of nowhere. I forgot about him. All endorsed Joe Biden. Have this massive rally. Super Tuesday happens, and there's a major upset because not only does Biden dominate in the South, which is what people expected, but Bernie ended up losing Maine, Massachusetts, and Minnesota, which... Theoretically, he was supposed to win. He only won. He won like Vermont, Utah, California, which is what kept him in the game. Yeah, California by a large margin, actually. California, him winning California was huge. Him, yeah, him winning California was huge. And um, I'm missing a, I'm missing a state. Vermont, Utah, and I Colorado. Mean, yeah, Mile High in Colorado. That's what I remember them for. Yep, they legalized marijuana for anybody else. So, and then Biden won everywhere else. Bernie was also supposedly supposed to be really competitive in Texas, and he lost by a slim margin, but Biden won Texas out. Right. Thank you, Beto. So we're in a situation now where they're pretty close in delegate count. Biden has more, but I mean, the media narrative is... The writing's on the wall. The media, the media narrative is the writing's on the wall for Bernie. Biden is surging. Bernie's on the ropes. There's a bunch more states um, this Tuesday, including Michigan, which has a high delegate count. I can tell that Bernie is nervous because he was supposed to campaign in Missouri and some of the other states. He canceled all of that to pretty much spend the weekend in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he's been all over. He's been in Detroit, Dearborn, Flint, and Grand Rapids. So, um, I still, so at this point, I support Bernie over him. Explain why I do. I can also explain why Bernie's prop if he loses, why he's losing, and... Yeah, it's a mess. All right. Uh, so where I stand in, in the political spectrum. Um, 
So I've been called by uh, some of uh, my, not I wouldn't call them friends, liberal associates that I am a dirty, dirty moderate and I need to get off the fence. But I like the fence, except I don't. Um, I just, I have some progressive leanings on different issues, mostly, mostly social issues. Um, and then with economic issues, I guess it really depends because I feel like both progressive and conservative measures when taken at the right time will be more effective. You know, like progressive ideology should be used in to get to a place where we could actually be a meritocracy mm -hmm. because conservative conservatism really only works effectively if we're a true meritocracy, which we are not, you know, nepotism runs the game, money and power run the game instead of, you know, the actual quality of what you do. Yeah. Um, so when we have, uh, things like we're, we're falling in education levels, you know, that across the board, across the nation, education standards are a joke. So if you, um, don't put money into that and you don't get people civically engaged and to the point where they know what they're voting for, you're just going to have this status quo establishment on either side just doing whatever they want. Which is pretty much what happens. Exactly. Um, besides, I guess Trump isn't really the... Trump is an establishment, but the establishment for the Republican Party got behind him because they knew they could get I what mean, they want out of it. Yeah, I mean, Trump governs like an establishment Republican for the most part. Like, yeah. He's not... The, the the thing about Trump, the thing about Trump is that he can he'll sometimes throw a car he'll sometimes throw a curveball, and do thing and do things that are unpredictable. But I mean, he mostly governed as you know George yeah. W. Bush. I wish we'd have Bush back over him, uh, but I think that um, with the Demo my thing with the Democratic Party was this this election season. I never thought that any candidate that came up would be able to beat Trump. I thought that in 2018, just for the simple fact that there wasn't a few candidates that a good amount of the base support of the Democratic Party were rallying around. Bernie supporters still had, Bernie still had his supporters that he had in 2016. Um, Bernie's, got, Bernie's got a lock on probably... A quarter of the Democratic electorate. I would say that. I, but I his issue is uh, he possibly has a ceiling. Yeah. And so the, and then the Democratic establishment didn't really proffer anyone that was like, hey, we are the embodiment of the Democratic values and this is what we are going to do. Mm -hmm. There was no leader emergent. Um, you know, people could argue that that would have been Elizabeth Warren. Mm. They all, I can talk about all of them. They, they, they all had, they every all, candidate has a fatal flaw. Yep. And I honestly think that it's just dumb luck that Joe Biden is the leader of the pack. At this point, yeah. At this point. Um, Things could change. We don't know. I feel like if you had the top eight of people who were viable back when everything first started in the game and only them, mm -hmm. things would have worked out a bit differently. I don't think Pete would have ever surged. I don't think Amy Klobuchar would have surged. I think it would have came down to Biden, Bernie, Harris, and Warren. Yeah. But 
that just because you had so many and then people are trying to figure out who they want to vote for, you're pulling skeletons out of everybody's closet and now everybody's picking and choosing which skeletons and you want to And now, yeah, now and people are panicked pretty much. Exactly. They're like, Joe Biden, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, my my thing with the Democrat is I do not consider my Democrat myself a Democrat by any means, nor do I consider myself a Republican by any means. I think political parties are a. We either need a couple more powerhouse couple more. political parties, or we just really shouldn't have them. Yeah. Um, you know George Washington. Yeah, is, I mean you consider yourself an independent. I yeah, get that. and so uh, I have. I'm not going to talk about who I voted for. Um, but, like, I think... Jill Stein? To, no. Gary oh, Johnson? Oh, God, no. Um, no, but what I'm saying is... Uh, no, I was talking about in 2018. Oh. Um, but I think what the Democratic Party should have focused on... I mean, obviously, you want to put up a strong candidate for president because you don't want to look like you give up. But I think, realistically, you knew you weren't going to win. But you needed to focus on the Senate and getting a stronger base in the House. And I feel like they've been sort of dropping the ball on that. Oh, yeah, they totally have. Because every single candidate that... Mitch McConnell's not going to go anywhere. Right. Every single candidate that dropped out uh, should have gone to a key battle seat in the Senate and went to go campaign there. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so the multiple... There's so many issues. So, I mean, every candidate had a fatal flaw. Mayor Pete... My, could not get minorities to support him. Period. I mean, he he was falling behind in the LGBT vote too. Yeah, which was, I was like, Amy Klobuchar. I think her personality just fell flat. Honestly, because she, I think she's a better moderate than Joe Biden. Oh, for sure. To be honest, one hundred percent. But you know, people didn't know her, and I don't think people had a reason to really. Yeah, because she sort of stayed in like that bottom of top ten. And she still had a consistent amount of money coming in where she could stick mm-hmm. around. But she didn't really search to, what, like three debates ago? Where yeah. people were like, huh. With Kamala, I think Kamala flip-flopped a lot. I, the thing is, in the beginning, a lot of the candidates were like, oh, we're just like Bernie. And then slowly but surely, they were like, mm, I don't know if I want to do the Medicare for All thing. Never mind. Yeah. I think that hurt her. And then with Kamala Harris... You know, we had the whole, like, Kamala's a cop thing. There's a big contingent of the left in this post-Black Lives Matter era that felt like she was too harsh of a prosecutor. And I don't think she ever really had a good response for that and a good way to really get out of that. And once that label stuck to her, the black community did not support her in any significant numbers. And there, I, I think that... Um, you know, I think what I mean yeah I mean she didn't really have support from black people and then like I don't know like people just were not feeling Kamala and she had to drop out I, I'm going to set a timer for myself on, on this because I can go for a while but I don't want to derail us too I know so. you like Kamala well no no not for that like I, I like her I, I see the issues with her but it's more on this prosecutorial thing I think I'm gonna give myself three minutes for this okay so I I so I went to law school. Obviously, I just took the bar again. You know, bar. I'm pretty sure I'm going to pass this time. Hopefully, you know, mark me on that. Uh, but I'm in this law school memes group, right? Yeah. And so there is this common trope of dumping on prosecutors, saying there's no such thing as a progressive prosecutor, and all prosecutors are bad. But it's sort of just like, okay, the system does not function without them. Yes, there are a lot of problems with the system that we need to be fixed, but they do not exist without prosecutors trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And so 
when you're trying to dump on like all these prosecutors and all these people and just saying like she was a prosecutor, she was a cop, blah, 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 blah you know, we don't want her. A, Amy Klobuchar was a um, uh, prosecutor. She just never became top but dog. I, let, me let, let me let you in on a little secret. So like coming from like, I'm online, I'm a part of what you call lefty Twitter. Some will say socialist Twitter, democratic socialist, social democrat, whatever. The thing about it is that there were a lot of people in the burning camp were worried about Kamala from the beginning and saw her as a threat. So they definitely tried to stick the Kamala as a cop label to her earlier. Mm-hmm. With Amy Klobuchar, we didn't. No one took Amy Klobuchar sure, seriously. seriously. So that's why she didn't get that as much. Mm-hmm. And then it also comes down to the fact that since Kamala is a black woman, you know, a black candidate, the assumption is. Well, you're supposed to be better on race and essentially do more for black people. Right. And if you're seen as a black candidate that hurts black people, you get branded as a sellout and people don't like you. Right. The thing is, I think with white candidates sometimes, they're able to get away with things because black people almost expect white candidates to, uh, you know, do something somewhere that's going to hurt black people at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Bernie voted for the crime bill. They've right. all They've all done things... On some level. Mayor Pete, good God, right? Yeah. Like, they all... All the white candidates have done things. Elizabeth Warren... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, they've all done things. So, I think a combination of those reasons is why Kamala got stuck with that label. And Amy Klobuchar, honestly, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people didn't take her seriously. So, I totally... I mean, I get... I, I understand what you're saying about the whole... The prosecutor thing, and I think some of that honestly was a bit unfair. But mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, like the the background reason of like why that became a thing online, right. which was Katmala. Yeah, and, and I think like if it wasn't, but it's just because in the law school meme group that trope comes up every couple months now, and like it's just like a landslide of just dumping on prosecutors. And I think you know, especially though, and, and it's it's not really people of color that traditionally do it it's generally white liberals and it's just sort of like i i i get you feeling that way about the system but the system doesn't disproportionately affect you Uh and so let the people that have more at stake have the room for the conversation because you you know it's, it's dumping on prosecutors is also at the same time trying to like elevate defense attorneys like there are some great defense attorneys out there just like there are some great prosecutors out there just because you have a job title does not make you a bad person or a good person yeah I mean you can defend criminals and you can defend people who are obviously guilty the whole time right and as a defense attorney at some point you're going to have to defend you someone could, that is I mean is you guilty. could be defending Harvey Weinstein yeah you know so yeah so I, I just you know I don't think that I think one of my problems that I've had with the Democratic base is that there are too many people that want the candidate that lines up perfectly with what they want and who they think it should be and that's not realistic oh yeah Um, uh, have you heard the line Republicans fall in line Democrats fall in love Republicans fall in line yeah like the thing, one thing that the Republicans do a lot better is that they're much better at joining together mm-hmm. and just going, we got to be the Democrats. Yeah. Democrats, I mean, the left, there is so much infighting amongst the left. I mean, so first of all, you've got the divide between 
which you would say like the moderate Democrats and then the progressive Democrats, they're always fighting. Mm-hmm. And they hate, e- they, they hate each other. They blame each other for everything. That's a fight you come and see. And then even amongst, like, even in progressive circles, you have people who are, you would say maybe they're Bernie Democrats. You have them, you have people to the left of them. I mean, there are straight, like, communists. And, and I mean, they, these people exist. Like, there's even infighting amongst them. You know, I remember. There's I, people who go. I mean, there are there are counselors who be like, "Oh, Bernie's my compromise." Yeah. If it's not Bernie, I'm not voting. Yeah. You I, know, and you're like, I mean, what you what? I guess what will you what you will comprise the left in this country is constantly fighting. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I just think that you know, I remember there was um, this woman that posted in the law school meme page I am, but only for people of color. Uh, that like she wasn't going to vote in the national election based on who was in the pool at the time and she said yeah I'll vote for Bernie but more than likely he's not going to get the nomination so this is like before any this is like six months ago or something like that mm-hmm. um, and so she was just like I'm probably not going to vote I'll vote in like local elections but I'm not going to vote in the national election and I think she expected for it, like it to be open arms this because it was like, you know, the the community of color, she got dumped on. Really? And so one of the things, you may not like all these different people. They all have, like, different flaws. But if you don't vote for them, you're voting for Trump. And one of the things she talked about was her story, and it's just like, there are people that were, that are where you were a couple years ago that won't be able to take advantage of the right to vote, the privilege that you have to be able to do it now and so like you were saying a couple years ago you were in that position where you couldn't you are now so you got you know you gotta do at least something yeah like used to participate in yeah i mean there are certain i mean there are people who like oh i don't vote period which i do i i think in general you should vote yeah you know listen i i'm a front i'm a bernie guy would i vote for joe biden against trump yes i think he'll lose anyway i can explain why but yeah, said, like Democrats have to fall in love, and they'll be like, "If this isn't my perfect candidate, sorry." You know, I'm even seeing because you know Warren dropped out this week, mm-hmm. and there's like, there's almost a fifty-fifty of Warren supporters between like Biden and Bernie. So the ones that supported Warren because they liked her progressive policy, they're like, "Yeah, I vote for Bernie." And then the ones that supported Warren simply because it's like, "Oh, they wanted a woman," or they're, you know, some of them are never Sanders and they're voting for Biden. Like, I saw, um, you know, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown mm-hmm. from Community? She's yeah. like, I support Biden now. And I was just like, why? And she was like, I don't have to, like, people were, of course, like, going at, going at her in her mentions. She's like, I don't have to explain to you. And it's just like, you just don't want Bernie to raise your taxes. It's okay. Like, I, mean, oh. I kind of, I under, for certain people, I understand why they wouldn't mess with Bernie. And I am seeing now Bernie's fatal flaw, and if he loses, I I know why. So, um, so I you so uh, Chris and I have been talking about you know politics, especially this time around. We've just for, been for, sending for tweets back and forth. Essentially, yeah, sending tweets and memes. I don't think we've really talked. I think it's mostly been like this person says what I believe. Yeah. Well, I like this person's comment. We've just going back and forth. Yeah, I, I think you know like. Chris has been at least, you know, uh, surfacely mentioning, you know, that for me to support Bernie means. Uh, 
I, for me, when it comes to Bernie, one of the things I respect about him is his ability to galvanize our generation. Yeah. I, I really applaud that. Yep. He, he speaks, the oldest candidate speaks to young people. Right. Which is interesting. Um, but I think that I, I just don't believe in his ability to get things done outside of executive orders. And my problem with that is executive orders can be undone like that. Yeah. I mean, granted, it has to be done by another president or, you know, if like some act of Congress to, you know, undo that. But I wouldn't want Medicare for all to be done through an executive order. I don't think you could do that through an executive order. Not really. He but could. He could do climate stuff through an executive order. I mean, he could in, in a similar fashion that what California just did. But my problem with if you're trying to do any of these progressive, these base progressive initiatives for an executive order is you are opening up the door next Republican or conservative president to do those base uh, initiatives through executive order. Well, Trump has tried to, Trump has been using them too. Right. So pretty much what the executive actions have sort of grown, uh, I don't want to say exponentially because that's a bit of a hyperbole, but they have grown a lot from Clinton to Bush to Obama to Trump. Mm -hmm. And the thing I've been telling my conservative friends or their conservative friends that, you know, comment on my statuses or comment I or respond to my comment on their statuses is that. You might love what Trump is doing now through executive orders and all this other stuff, but... It sets a president for any president to go in there and do right. whatever the, they want. You're not going to like it when the other shoe drops, and it will drop. It's not like this is going to stay a, you know, a Republican-led country for you know the next like, 20, 30 years. Yeah. The Democrats are going to get their act together at some point. Eventually. And then the other thing is, a lot of you Trump supporters will drop out either when he dies or... Because mm-hmm. the next Republican candidate will not be like Trump. No. The Republican establishment will take back what's theirs. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, so when, so when it comes to getting things done, it all depends on, like, what you want to see done. I mean, so I think, I think, like, so first of all, if Bernie was president, I think the Democrats that hate him, I think a lot of them will begrudgingly work with Bernie because... In my opinion, I think people want to be around power. And if someone's a president, you don't want to be on the outside of Mm -hmm. the White House if you're an elected Democrat. As far as working with the Republicans, I mean, my thing is that the Republicans have no interest in working with the Democrats, no matter how moderate they want to be. You know, I mean, Obama tried to work with Republicans all the time. And, like, it barely, barely happened. I mean, people forget Obamacare is a Republican health care plan. Yeah. It's from the Heritage Foundation. On that front is when you don't control Congress, which Obama didn't in his last... He had a supermajority for the first two years. Right. And then after that, he lost it. Right. And so I think with that, I mean, granted, Obama had pressures that most other, no other president really had. I mean, maybe George Washington being the first president, but the issues affecting the country then are not the same as the issues affecting the country now. Mm-hmm. But you had, um, you you lose you you don't if you don't get the majority, 
then you're just sort of a lame duck president until you do yeah. when it comes to legislative action. Like, you gotta get the same. Right. I mean, and also it comes to They'll judicial prob- action as well because you, you'll you essentially have another Merrick Garland situation for when you, like, say Bernie or Biden get elected and RBG decides to retire. You're just gonna have a deadlocked, well, actually, no, you won't have a deadlocked Supreme Court because you'll have a five to three majority on the conservative side. Isn't it still right now? It's like it's not, it's five to four. Five to four. But if RBG retires because there's a Democratic president, it's still four to five. N- no, it'll be instead of it being four to four because she's she's liberal justice. Well, yeah. So you know it, her retiring doesn't really change anything. No. You put up another uh, liberal justice for another thirty forty Cross years. Cross my fingers on Clarence Thomas. I mean, you know. You, Oof. yeah. Uh, but then you know, Trump is packing the courts now. The federal courts. He sure is. Mitch McConnell as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna forget about the turtle. Mitch McConnell's like the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Were you the one that shared that picture? And it was like it was Thanos and the Black Order, and it was like Trump, and you had Mitch McConnell yeah. and uh, Neil Gorsuch and um, mm-hmm. and the Kavanaugh. Yeah. 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 I, you know, snap his fingers and the progressive, you know, uh, values that have been established in the past 30 years will go away. Yeah. Which, uh, not much has yet. No, but maybe. But, I mean, Roe v. Roe v. Wade, like, yes, Roe v. Wade established abortion, but that's not even, like, the case they have to go after first. They yeah. have to go after uh, KCV Planned Parenthood because the thing that's really defeating these abortion bills in the South is the fact that they're putting an undue burden on the fundamental right of abortion, which is what SCOTUS has said it is. And so if you, you know, like, it's unlikely to take away a right. You're not going to take away a right from an American. Mm -hmm. That's just not going to happen. But you can make it harder to access that right, which is why I say they have to go after Casey versus Planned Parenthood and get rid of that undue burden uh, thing so like you can't um, you can require a waiting period but it can't be longer than 24 hours mm-hmm. like if you did a 48 hour one that's an undue burden uh, You, if you're a kid you have to tell your parent that's not an undue burden unless the court says uh, like otherwise um, telling a spouse is an undue burden because that puts a rise in domestic violence so things like that you can craft a law to get around that I'm and get sure. that up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court be like, oh yeah, no, 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 this law is good. And then that just gives the rest of the state's blueprints. Um, but that's another reason why I say that the Democrats have to focus more on state, federal elections. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, keep con if you want, you know, keep the House blue, keep the Senate blue, or turn the Senate blue, I guess. Um, and then also, uh, you know, our generation has to get in the fight. Yeah. Young people, man, we don't vote. We need, we really need civic engagement courses in high school they don't and in college. To. Well, it also, I mean, that, that benefits Democrats more than Republicans. They don't want to do that. Well, yeah, but I think it has to be on us to yeah. start grassroots I'm the, I'm the friend that's that. texting my friends that they can vote. By the way, if you're in Michigan, you can register and vote the same day now as yeah. well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no excuse right. here. Open primaries, 
You pick you pick whatever party you want. Right. You 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 pick which party you want. I voted on Saturday, so I know. To. So you do not like if you are given a Republican one, you didn't ask for it. Don't take it. Go to go say like no no no. I I want a Democrat one or. If you got a Democrat one, you want to go on the Republican one and just want to spite Trump and vote for Bill Wells, which would be hilarious, but, you know. Oh, yeah, that's still still happening. Yep. Um, you got I a mean, delegate. Good for him. I, I, mean, I mean, when it comes to Democratic leadership, yeah, I agree that they, they focus way too much on President Bush has actually do a better job at that, which is why I do agree that, I mean, yeah, if we did have a pre- I mean, I think if we did get a Democratic president, they would pretty much be... I mean, Biden and Bernie would both only do one term, I think. Mm-hmm. And they would pretty much be a recovery president from the Trump administration. I mean, that... And then the other thing which is dangerous about that is if you don't already have the Senate, then for two years, if you're going to do anything that's not bipartisan, you're doing it through an executive action or executive order. And then you have the Republicans during that 2022 election mm-hmm. are saying... Look at the Democrats just single-handedly, the executive just borders. And then that galvanizes the Republican base. And then, look, you have... Um, Trump Jr.? No, not Trump Jr., but you have uh, the Republicans take the House back. Yeah. And then then, then you really just have a lame duck president for two years. Yeah. Another two years. Yeah, it's really... It's honestly kind of a shame, but, like, one party pretty much has to have, you know... Both, I mean, the House, Senate, and the presidency to really get anything done. And it really shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But that's, and that's, what, I mean, and that's always been the stereotype about Congress that all they do is fight and they don't get anything done. Right. And I know I was talking to someone basically about, uh, they were saying that every time the Democrats have won a centrist in the past, like, 20 years, they've lost. And they said the only the reason why Obama won was he Obama uh, ran as a progressive, progressive, but then he was actually a sen- he, uh, he was actually a Obama, Obama was a lot more moderate, I think, than people want to admit. Yeah, even though Republicans called him a socialist, right? And I, I'm just saying is it, what my thing is is that the more the right goes further to the right and the left goes further to the left, the wider the centrist re- area really becomes because the more you stretch something, the bigger the middle gets Mm -hmm. so you can like hillary as a calling hillary a centrist in 2016 would be very progressive in to even 2008 sure you go back to 2000 they're just like whoa they're commie so you know (laughs) (laughs) so you know and it, it, it it that's just the way things go so i don't think it's as fair to criticize centrists and saying for the establishment to want to run a centrist candidate because it's all relative. It is all relative. Okay, but what about this? So, I mean, there's a theory that internet, there's a theory that like the United States in general has just shifted further and further to the right when you compare the United States to a lot of, especially like the European countries. And the thing is that like, I'm trying to find a good way to explain this, but the thing is you have this issue where Republicans go further and further right and the Democratic establishment tries to chase them. Because, I mean, what Democrats will do is that everybody wants to be the leftiest candidate in the primary and then they go to the right in the general try to catch the Republicans. And usually what happens is that most conservatives tend to just vote for the most conservative candidate. 
So, I mean, to the extent... Oh, well, so I have a question about you. A, qu- a question mm-hmm. for you, then. So, when you're talking about, like, independent voters or moderate voters, do you think moderate voters are people that are like you where they have, like, a mix of, hey, I've got some liberal opinions and some conservative opinions? Or do you think they're like, hey, I'm just really just sick of the system and the way politics are in general? Yes. Okay. Um, so I think because it, I don't know if there are I like are there a lot of people who you who are like you know what I love tax cuts for corporations but you know I'm also a big fan of gay marriage like do you have people that are like they just have a hodgepodge and a mix of opinions I think there for like people like you would that last example you get libertarians um, so I think that there are a good amount of people our age that are um because you know typically in college especially if the kids were raised conservative they will go generally to the left Mm -hmm. that's just just the way liberal education works um you know you get exposed to more people you get exposed to more ideas you go further to the left i went to the left and i pretty much stayed in the middle and i have a slight lean to the left according to all the political tests um but just Ever so slight. Have you done the one with the uh, the grid that has yeah. like authoritarian, libertarian, and left and right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where I am on that one, but wherever I fall on the left, I'm just like two, two by two down or something. The one that's going around that's like communitarian or whatever, I'm like one by one down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that with independence. Uh, you have though, like you said, that are you know tired of the establishment, tired of politics, and everything like that. I think those are generally older; mm-hmm. those are boomers um, or Gen Xers. And I think for us, it's just that you have you know people that are just like, hey, I don't want like my friends that are like suffering. I want them to do well, but I also like have this where I was raised, and I'm just like. Mm, those those two sides are conflicting on how you want to get things done and the other thing is it's like if you are not inspired to action by someone then you're not going to go further to either side mm-hmm. um, because the base of Trump supporters they're not Republicans they're not conservatives they w- I would cl- classify them as independents but Trump inspired them to come out through hate and racism and uh, yeah, and then they went that way. Obama inspired like I I honestly don't believe as many people as many black people are Democrats as they say. Oh no, there there I was watching Saturday Night Live and from last night, but I was watching it today. And Michael Chase said he's like I'm not a Democrat. I, I think you know voting as a Demo- voting for a Democrat is like using a condom. It's safer. But doesn't really feel great when I do it, and <laughs> and so I'm like, fair analogy. Uh, but it, I think that with like you know, there I, there is no good political party for a black person in America. No, they both either want to use you or kick you when you're down or whatever. Yeah. But I don't believe like this Brexit thing. If you're Brexiting to like leaving a political party, period, fine. But going from one to the other. Mm, hold on there. <laughs> I mean, okay, so so here here's the thing. I will actually say so. Here's the thing about black conservatives. I actually there's one thing they they are actually right about. Their main argument they say 
black people need to get off the Democratic plantation. And their argument is black people, I mean, the Democrats take the black vote for granted. Which and they do. They beg black people to vote every election. And how, many, how much change has black America seen in the past 20 years? Some of it's marginal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've seen the memes where it was like the hood under Clinton, the hood under Bush, the hood under Obama, the yeah. hood under Trump, and it's the same picture. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, for a mass majority of black people in this country, like, our social status has mostly remained the same, mm-hmm. right? What they're wrong, okay, well, Democrats are abusing you. We'll go vote for Republicans. Well, Republicans pretty much offer black people nothing. So, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what they're trying to do is just trying to get black people not to vote. Because at the end of the day, Democrats can't win without black votes, mm-hmm. period. Republicans don't need black people to vote for them. They just need black people just to, you know, do self-disenfranchisement, I guess is the term, I, and I, not vote. I feel like when you're, when, if you make money, I can see why you want to be a conservative. I, I can, but, honestly, if I was white, I can understand being conservative. I can also understand that if you truly believe America is a meritocracy, that you want to be a conservative. I get it. But the thing is, America is not a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be, but you can't be a meritocracy if everyone doesn't have the same playing field. And not even talking about public versus private education, because that's one thing. But if you're looking at just, and I was, I went to private school all up until I went to college, and then I went to a private law school. Mm-hmm. So I get the private versus public education debate. But just looking at public school in general, the fact that a lot of funding comes from shows you that it is not a level playing field. Because if you look at public school at uh, Bloomfield Hills versus Pontiac, where the property taxes are different because the property uh, is m- more valuable in Bloomfield Hills. And even these though these places are like 10 to 15 minutes apart, the education levels are wildly different. Mm-hmm. And... If you have two families of the same income and the same background, but one is able to afford Bloomfield Hills housing for some reason, and the other one is in Pontiac and their kids go to the same school, the kid from Bloomfield Hills is going to have better opportunities Yeah, because their, their resources are different. They have more resources. And you know that gets you further ahead. Now, there can be some times where you can catch up, but that's where you need programs that are able to benefit those that started with less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, well, equality is just having people, everybody start off on the same playing field. And we're like, but we don't. So you need equity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, so I, the thing is, there are certain people. I can understand why they'd be conservative. There are certain people, like, there are certain people I can understand, even as a Bernie person, why they don't fuck with Bernie. I kind of, so, I mean, so right now we're in a situation where the nominee is either going to be Biden or Bernie. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is gone. Oh, don't forget about Tulsi. Tulsi is not a real <laughs> candidate. I don't know why she's still running. She's like, let me in the debates. Like, she's why like, are you still here? Delegate. Yeah. I don't know. So, the reason... I okay so right now between Bernie and Biden the reason I would say that you should support Bernie is that listen you want to have policy disagreements you don't think Bernie's going to be able to get everything he wants done you think he's going to have trouble working with people I can understand that but listen guys Joe Biden is literally suffering from some sort of cognitive decline and I'm not trying to say that to be funny or be goofy I might have shared a meme or two but this is a serious issue 
And if you nominate Joe Biden, he's going to have to debate Donald Trump. He's going to have to do rallies, probably more than he's doing now. And I don't know if he'll be able to handle it. And look. And by and, and if by some miracle he wins, the 25th Amendment is getting called. Exactly. And it's like and I, see, the 25th I see a lot of I see a lot of older Democrats who are nervous, especially older black Democrats. They're nervous and they think Joe Biden is a safe pick. I just go on YouTube and look at some videos of Joe Biden now in 2020 because there's been a there's been a decline between 2016 and now. It's only been four years. And ask if you really want to see him go up against Donald Trump. And people go, oh, well, Trump has got mental issues, too. It's like, do we really want to have a debate? We Do we really want to have the dementia debate? Like, is that really what we want, you know, as a country? And, I mean, bar my policy disagreements with Biden, I know the, the number one thing for Democrats by the polls, it looks like it's electability. Because they've done exit polling. People voted for Biden. They're cool with Medicare for all. They're cool with the Green New Deal. Like, they're cool with all these Bernie policies. But for some reason, they don't want to pull the trigger on Bernie. And I think, honestly... Joe Biden's got the available electability. The media is like 100% behind him. They love Joe Biden. They hate Bernie Sanders. Most of Sanders' coverage in mainstream news, CNN and MSNBC is negative. It is what it is. And my fear is that, like, listen, you run Joe Biden. I mean, even if you think Trump will win regardless, I mean, he can get, he might get blown out. Because, honestly, he's a weaker candidate than Hillary Clinton was, in my opinion. So I, I know we've... I know, at least I have said this to you. I believe Biden should have ran in 2016 oh, and definitely. that he would have won he in 2016. Won. He would have won. And uh, what we were, what we, what I was saying is that, one, the DNC wouldn't have had to cheat to get Bernie out of there because Biden would have had the support. Like, you're coming fresh off of Obama's presidency. Biden was beloved pretty much by most Democrats and by most of us our age because who of the memes. To, who wants to bet that Hillary would have been Biden's VP? Probably. <laughs> um, and so then oh, God. you have uh, so and because everybody was wondering whether Biden would you know announce his candidacy during 2016 and I know the Hillary camp was nervous because I know Hillary supporters were nervous about Biden announcing because if Biden announced in 2016 it was a wrap. He didn't. And you know Biden would have been a strong contender against Trump and would have beaten him, but then since you've had Biden's inappropriate touching be, you know, come out, come out, and you know while that might have happened in 2016, it would have been have grossly no. overshadowed by no. grabbed him like, by the pussy. My thing is like if you want to say I think Bernie's a risky candidate, fair enough. If you want to deny that Joe Biden isn't also a risky candidate, I think you're just delusional. And I yeah. think you are. I think either you haven't been paying enough attention or you're just like, Head you're just sand. like, well, everyone else is supporting him. So I, I guess Joe Biden is fine. Joe Biden is not fine. And, and when we run him, we're going, people are, by the time pe- I think the public realizes that Joe Biden is not okay, it's going to be too late. You, you talked about this, the some people that are never Sanders. And there's a group of people that are never Sanders because of some of his Bernie bros online. And when I talk about Bernie bros, I am not... To, like, I have never had a strong argument or, like, you know, crap talking, whatever negative uh, interaction with a Bernie supporter of color. The only ones that seem to have this white sort Bernie of like yeah, yeah and generally white male Bernie supporters yeah I, and, and so look 
There, I'll let you finish. There, there was one, and I'll use this as an example, who was trying to speculate as to why older black supporters or older black voters weren't going for Bernie. And they said that, one, his proximity to Obama, which, flat out, shut up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Because, just because someone was close to Obama, every black person knows just because a white person was close to one black person does not mean they're okay. On. He has, I mean, he did kind of run on that though, but no, nah, you finished. Yeah, and then the second one, they're just like, they have fear of the white moderate. And like, what? In, in, in what universe is Bernie related to the white moderate? Yeah, that, oh, so I, I can tell you why black, older black Democrats supporting Biden. So part of it, part of the, part of it is that uh, part of it is that a lot of older black voters, they just want to get Trump out. Yep. And they've just been told that Biden is a safer bet and they're going with Biden. You also, and also, you have older black people. Honestly, they do have a little bit more money. They do have 401ks. They do. They have health care. You know, they're not as interested in some of, like, the economic populism that Bernie's bringing because, like, for the most part, they're doing okay. Because I have to have debates with my mother about this. My mother's a college professor. You know, she's doing fine, right? And she she's ner- she was a little nervous about some of Bernie's policies possibly affecting her, some of Bernie's taxes, Medicare for all. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Like, I kind of like it, you know. And one of my critiques of Bernie's campaign is that but Bernie's whole strategy in this election, I can tell, was that he was really betting on a lot of young people to over to come out in ways they haven't before, mm-hmm. and that was going to upset, and, and that was going to outdo the boomer vote that was going to go to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is that young people have not come out of those levels, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, it, if I wonder if there is just a cap on the amount of young people you can get to come out in the election. I'm curious about that, and unfortunately. I feel a lot of his talk of like, hey, I want a political revolution. Young people are on board. Young people are like, fuck the system, let's go. But I do think there are a lot of older Democrats that are afraid of, they are nervous about, you know, the political revolution talk. And you'll get people that'll be like, I don't want a revolution. I just want Trump to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that and- is ultimately what's hurting Bernie. What What's hurting Bernie and was just what's helping Biden's really because Joe Biden is just there. And, and then the other thing is with this whole, you know, like talk of revolution and everything, like you've had a lot of older black people that have lived through other people talking about things like that. And the other thing is some of them, there's like, okay, we know what we're getting with Joe and we don't like what Bernie is saying or we just don't like Bernie at all, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, like if you don't like someone, you don't like someone, but like, you know, at least have some legitimate reason for it. Um, but I think when you have people that are getting offended at uh, Bernie bros attacking the candidate that they like or, you know, like, especially with this Warren thing, you know, like calling her a snake and all that. Well, I'm just like, okay, if someone is rude to you online and that means you either are not going to vote or if you're going to vote for someone else, at least you're voting. So what, what we'll talk, that's one thing. But if you're not going to vote at all, especially if that person's a nominee and you really want Trump out, then A, you are extremely privileged to be able to exercise that. Mm-hmm. But B, someone being mean to you should not override your civic duty. And, I, well, and part of the, I mean, that whole war. So the reason the whole Warren thing happened is because Elizabeth Warren said that her and Bernie had a conversation. According to her, 
she said that Bernie said a woman probably can't win or something effect. We don't know what he said. I mean, it's really, it's literally he said, she said. Mm -hmm. Bernie says he didn't say it. A lot of Bernie people got pissed because Bernie has his fans. Bernie, for the most part, throughout his political career, has been pretty pro-woman. He's always been for, like, the women's right to choose. He's even calls, he even calls himself a feminist. So, like, if you're going to say that Bernie Sanders is sexist, like, there's got to be some receipts. And there weren't. So Bernie people were upset, especially Warren was supposed to be the closest candidate to Bernie that isn't Bernie. So the reason they called her a snake is because they felt like she's a traitor, she's betraying him, etc., etc. And I think it really came down to she just really wanted to be president. And the thing, and I think the irony is that her going after Bernie that way ended up hurting her and helping Bernie because Elizabeth Warren dropped out this week. Yeah. You know, there was a point in this election, like October, she was outperforming Bernie and Biden. Mm -hmm. She could have been the nominee. And, and I think the other thing is surges. You have to surge at the right time. Yeah. Because Obama was trailing Clinton and then he hit his stride at the right time. Yeah, he did. Uh, Bernie hit his surge in the first few elections but then Biden, through establishment support, is now surging at the right time. It's just so... It literally... That... I'll give it to the establishment, man. They... I mean, that is politics, and they played it the right way. Yeah. With the time... I mean, it was literally perfect mm -hmm. for Joe Biden. And I... And I know... I Bernie's people were not ready at all. Well, the other thing is, I think one of the critical strategic flaws that Bernie did now is the same thing that he did in 2016 and it's what Hillary failed to do in 2012 and also what Hillary failed to do in 2016. Mm -hmm. You're not playing the delegate slash electoral count game. Mm -hmm. You're trying to go like Bernie is trying to rile up more young people rile up. Yeah, but you got to play the delegate game. Yeah. And I and I think the 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 establishment knew that. And so that's what they did helped Biden with. And I just, and I, I think that was a critical strategic flaw because, like, that's why you lost in 20, you know. It's one thing if, you know, yeah, they're trying to rig it in your favor or in Hillary's favor. But if you were able to play that delegate game like Obama did, yeah. it wouldn't matter. And even, and even in places where you knew Joe Biden, where they knew Joe Biden possibly might have won, Bernie should have played harder in South Carolina just to peel some of that Biden support because he mm. blew out South Carolina. He didn't just win... He blew out South Carolina while all the other people still running. So, yeah, and part of it really is just getting that media narrative and getting that, that media spin. You know, I mean, it'll be, but I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my general opinion has just been he overestimated the young people that were going to come out. And I think some of Bernie's rhetoric, unfortunately, scared a lot of what I would call like normie Democrats. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Bernie is that instead of going, hey, I'm radical, hey, I want the political revolution, I think he should have, I think he should have pivoted to, where actually, I'm in line with what most Democrats want policies, his stuff polls pretty well. Mm -hmm. And he should have gone with, hey, I'm the actual moderate, Joe Biden's too conservative, and he's out of step. Joe Biden doesn't even, he doesn't even want to legalize marijuana. Like, legalizing marijuana is like a basic, I mean, that is an issue where, the country has made their decision. It's getting legalized state by state by state. Mm -hmm. That is a mainstream democratic thing. 
You know, you can go after... I mean, you realistically can get bipartisan support you, on that. All, well, that's what I'm saying. It's one state after state after state. Mm-hmm. You know, and Joe Biden is not for that. Bernie yeah. should, and he could still make the case that, hey, actually, Joe Biden is out of step with what Democrats want. Yeah. And he should and he should have he should have hammered that message down. Right. Uh, he should have downplayed even if you think even if you think Bernie's radical, he should have downplayed that, I think, a little bit. Because like Bernie's you know, I mean Bernie's maxed out on what you would call like his socialist supporters. Like yeah. Bernie you know, the Bernie bros are with Bernie, they're not gonna leave Bernie, they're gonna support him no matter what, but just your base of people that just love you mm-hmm. to win an election. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Michigan's coming up. He's playing to win Michigan. The, 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 the only scenario is he doesn't get destroyed next week, this week, right? He maybe wins Michigan, wins Washington State. In the other states, if he loses, maybe he just doesn't get blown out, right? The delegate count, he's behind Biden, but he's not, like, significantly behind Biden. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have a one-on-one debate, and then Bernie's just got to go in. He's just got to go after Joe Biden and hammer him. Because the thing about Biden is that he's been able to hide in the debates because there's been so many people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, can Joe Biden really handle an hour or two, a one-on-one, you know? The other thing is, though, Bernie can't uh, Warren Biden like Warren did to Bloomberg because like Bloomberg. So they were happy, regardless of who you were supporting, unless you were supporting Bloomberg, you were happy to see Bloomberg get bodied. There was like a picture, that. I think it was Danny DeVito, he's holding up two two guns, and they photoshopped Warren's head on it, and the caption just says, anyway, I just start blasting. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah. But, so, Bernie can't do that to Biden, because Biden is still well-liked Biden and well-respected. Well he has... He had, but he has to beat him on the. He has to do what Obama did to Hillary. To draw the distinction. Yeah. Because and I do see the memes. They're like, oh well, now the presidency is down to two old white guys, and it's like, yes, that's true. But like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are completely different. They're different. They're massively different in policy. They're different even in just their styles. You know. They're like your two. They're like two different grandpas. One's going to yell at me and the other one's going to... I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I... We... I, can can we just not have a president for four years and just sort of... Like, uh, it's bad. Coast. It's bad. Because I do feel like at this point, bar some crazy event, some crazy endorsement for Bernie. I know Bernie's people have been courting Warren. And Warren is just... She looks like she's just not... It looks like she's just going to stay out of it. Yeah. Which, that hurts Bernie because right now the narrative is the world against Bernie. And that makes him look like the crazy outsider. Mm-hmm. If Warren supported Bernie, then at least you have, okay, well, these are two wings of the party mm-hmm. that are duking it out. But right now, like Kamala Harris just announced she endorsed Biden today. You know, I think actually, well, Jesse Jackson endorsed Bernie. Yeah. But that's not, you know. That's not doing much. That's not going to do too much, right? So it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, the the whole dynamics of this race change in literally a week. Mm-hmm. Like it is insane. The only hope I the only hope also I would say though is that the people who are supporting Joe Biden they're not in love with Joe Biden. A lot right. of that support really is default. Like, hey, Joe Biden, I guess, because mm-hmm. this race has been 
so fluid. You know, it's like, oh, it was Biden. Well, maybe it's Bloomberg. I mean, it's been all over the place. Well, I mean, because there was a lot of... People just want to find a winner out of the stack. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of older black support that was about to go from Biden to Bloomberg until, uh, what was it, Benjamin Dixon? Yeah. A lot of other people had dug up that stuff, and then people were reminded of stop and frisk. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no. By the way, Benjamin Dixon, he's a great uh, he's a great black progressive. He has a YouTube and podcast. YouTube I, I, podcast. I, I see... Uh, you, I retweet him a lot. Yeah, and so like I, I see him through he's that. A, I, I go to his page every I, day. He's, I, I, if I had to look for anyone that like thought of politics the same way, Ben Dixon is probably the closest because another issue too you have with like online progressivism is that it's so white. It's mostly white dudes. Most when you talk about independent media and YouTubers, it's mostly white dudes... Occasionally, you'll get a white woman, you know. Ben Dixon and another guy named Tim Black are, like, the only... They're the only, I like, vocal black Bernie people with shows. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. Bernie does have black supporters, but it's mostly just, like, regular people. He's got a couple surrogates that'll come out, like Nina, Nina Turner, Turner, Killer Mike. Yeah, and then I think... So, Bernie... Has a lot of he he has a good amount of black support, especially he has a great amount of black support in people. our generation. But young people he has, vote. He has a good amount of Arab support across well, the age across the age spectrum. Because he's pro Palestine. He, I, I wouldn't say he's pro Palestine, but he's a he's anti-Zionist. He's yeah. Um, and so you know that draws a lot of Muslim support and Arab support, minus you know some Chaldeans. That's a, I'm not going to touch on that. Um, Most of them are Trump people, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to touch on that. Oh, boy. Um, but then, um, you know, he has he is big in the Latinx community. Um, he has broad LGBT support, I believe, as he well. He does. Um, but he's got... Bernie's got trouble with um, suburban Democrats, and he's lost amongst rural Democrats that he had last time. Yeah. So, which is interesting, which is I noticed now he's running ads in Michigan going after Biden about trade deals like NAFTA, mm-hmm. which a lot of people in the Rust Belt lost their jobs, right? So, he's that's his play for to try to get this. I think he's on a Fox News town hall, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, which honestly, he got a lot of shit when he did that earlier, but that was probably one of his best town halls when he was on Fox News because he's getting all these conservative questions and he's almost just like. He's doing his thing. He, I thought he did a good job at least rebutting them, and that was probably the most presidential he ever seen. Because mm-hmm. Obama went on Fox. Yeah. You know? And that's what you have to do. That's what a president would have to do is, you know, go talk to Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, yeah, the state of this race is, I mean, it's kind of a mess. It ain't, it ain't over, over. If Bernie loses Michigan, I think it's over, over. Bernie's not going to drop, though. Hmm? Bernie won't drop. Well, no, he, I will if he, if it looks like he's losing, what he'd probably do is that he would just try to run up as many, dele- as many delegates as possible so that when Biden gets to nom, he can try to convince Biden to sign on to some progressive things. Because mm-hmm. here's my thing. So, so, like, my advice for Bernie people would be, you got to make the electability argument to people who generally aren't fans of Bernie. Because the Biden's... And my thing for the Biden people is if, okay, you guys are partying, Biden might win this thing. What is Biden's play to get young people? How's Biden going to get young people to vote for him in general? Because Democrats need young people. And right now, young people are not with Biden. 
at all. I would say it's a good well of those that and are what voting. Hillary, and Hillary's strategy was, well, vote for me or else. And people said, okay, or else. Yeah. So Biden has got to do. I don't know if it's policy. I mean, he's got to do. Biden would have to do something. Come out. Because my thing with Bernie was always he'd have a better chance, not a perfect chance, but a better chance than someone Biden in general because young people would come out and support Bernie. And then you're going to have, I mean, what do you say? Your vote blue no matter who, your normie Democrats, they mm-hmm. vote for Bernie over Trump. I think, I mean, even people who, there are people who would never vote for Bernie in a primary. they vote for him against Trump because they do hate Trump because Trump is racist. Right, and then I just, there's, there's some problems that I have because you saw this after 2016 where there were some Bernie supporters that either didn't vote for Hillary or voted the for Bernie Trump. Bernie or Busters, yeah. And I just have such a problem with, well, both of those. If you are going to stick it to the DNC and go vote for Trump, who well, is, voting for Trump, you, in my opinion, you were never really, yeah. You know, there was... You, you were never really a Democrat or Democrat-leaning if you voted for Trump. I can understand people who stayed home who are like, well, I guess it really doesn't matter that much to me. And, I mean, in my opinion, yes, stay at home. But, like, if you're a candidate, I do think there's a responsibility to try to come out and get those people. Mm-hmm. And I think Hillary Clinton should have taken the Bernie movement more seriously and tried to make a play to get a lot more of those Bernie people. Hillary should have done a lot of things differently. She could have done a lot of things differently. I think she might have signed on to Bernie's Free College at some point, but she yeah. didn't really she didn't really embrace that, you know? Yeah. I think, seriously, if you're Joe Biden, I think you need to go on Bernie's website and look at Bernie's policies and go, okay, which one of the, which can I re- re- realistically adopt? Like... I mean, and then remember. I mean, Joe Biden is not, like I said, he's not on board with something as basic as marijuana, which is, that's a basic Democratic position. And honestly, it's pretty bipartisan. Like, that, the country has moved. And then that, know. and then the other thing is, is like, you can build on that by saying if you're going to federally legalize marijuana, you or can, at least you would support it, you can then expunge, expunge non-violent drug offenders. And that is what Bernie wants to do. Right. Biden should run, he should do that. There are that there is are, an easy one to that do. is a very easy one to do that gets and you bipartisan support. Young people, you know, will get on board with that. Black people will get on board with. I mean, granted, black people are already on board for Biden, relatively, but yeah, well, older black people are. Yeah. yeah, but then that's the easy way to get Gen Xers and millennials. So I mean, yeah, I mean that is my thing to the Biden people. If you're like, haha, we got Bernie, I'm like, cool, but y'all still got General to win. Yeah, you know. And this general is far from guaranteed. I mean, you think Trump's going to win. I will say Trump is the favorite. There are, <laughs> there, the hope that the Democrats have right now is stock market is doing poorly. Mm-hmm. Trump has been running on a good economy and has been talking about a good economy. It doesn't look like so great. Coronavirus, we don't know how bad it's going to get. Part of a president is that you've got it poorly. That's also something that could theoretically hurt him in a general, mm-hmm. you know? But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to bet on the stock market and coronavirus if I was a Democrat, nor to be Trump. Yeah, they probably will though. Because right now Trump is Trump's main things are the economy and that he didn't get removed. You know, mm-hmm. he beat impeachment. Yeah, he well, beat the sham impeachment. Yeah, I so mean, his, he's still impeached. His he is still impeached, but, but now he's impeached but not removed. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, but do people really understand that difference? No. no. But his people are. I mean, his people are like gassed up and like, hey, yeah, man, we got him. So, mm-hmm. so I, I my 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 message to the DNC like yes I am still going to vote 
against Trump. Like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong Same, there. I still but not will. every, not everybody's engaged like we are. Right, but just because I think Trump, well, I say that when I'm saying that is just because I am that I think Trump will win regardless. I will still vote against him. I'm still going to vote. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um, but my thing is, I'm actually going to put that on my Facebook on Michigan's election day. <laughs> Uh, find that gift. Um, but for for me, if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, whatever, vote in your Senate races. We have a Senate race coming up. It's going to be Gary Peters versus John James. John James. Uh, John James is a legitimate contender to take Gary Peters down. He might. Yeah. There are Gary Peters hasn't really done a lot. Right. I mean, granted, he's only what this is what year. This is his second term. Or I don't, is it first yeah, term? Or I don't is, know how long he's been there. Cause Not as long as Stabenow, right? This is, we used to call, her, we, we used to call her Debbie Stabber now. Wow. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so you you have to get involved and you have to get your friends involved and your family members involved in the Senate races. Michigan doesn't have any gubernatorial races right now because we just elected a new governor, but their local elections. She's riding with Biden. Yeah. So, yeah, Gretchen and uh, Jennifer Granholm. Ryan with Biden over these uh, bumpy roads. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, but you have to get involved because it does not matter if you have, I mean, it does matter, but it won't matter as much if you have a Democratic president in the White House if you do not take the Senate. Yeah. I mean, the Senate, the Senate is a big deal. There's some primaries going on right now, but I mean, yeah, you have to, we have to flip the Senate. We have to flip the Senate to really get. Anything progressive done. Anything. Really, really anything. anything. Because Mitch McConnell is sitting on a stack of bills. Yeah, Mitch McConnell doesn't care. Yeah. So, like, if you... I think of the four seats that I saw that were flippable, um, the only one that was not close in polling was Lindsey Graham's, where it was 52 to 38. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, 10% that were undecided. Granted, they're percent out, but whatever. Uh, no, wait, no, 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 it doesn't. Wow, I can't do math. But, uh, yeah, no, at least 10% undecided, but that doesn't mean that can't be flipped. But the other ones were either had Democrats leading by a percentage or down by a percentage. And if that's the case, you need to go flip those seats. Because it'll go from 52 to 48 to 51 and 49. And that's enough. That is enough. And the vice Even- the vice president breaks a tie. If right. It's tied. So even if you get your Democratic president and you flip two seats, then you have vice president whoever taking the uh, take breaking the tie, and that gets you judicial confirmations. That gets you a, a Supreme Court seat for when um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg retires. That gets you a Supreme Court seat when if if and when. Clarence Thomas retires, or if someone dies, uh, that's uh, conservative, which shouldn't really be anyone but Clarence Thomas because he's, he's the 80s, oldest. Right? I think he's in the seventies. Uh, but you know, like Roberts ain't retiring anytime soon. Gorsuch ain't retiring anytime soon. Kavanaugh ain't retiring anytime soon. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh hates us. Who am I thinking? Who am I wait? Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting a Supreme Court justice. I'm remembering eight of nine. This always happens. Anyway, um, but yeah, you you need to focus on more than just the presidential race. Yep. 
even if you don't vote in the presidential race, which I highly recommend everyone does. Everyone should. Vote, get informed, get out there for Senate candidates that you believe in. Yeah. Civic engagement, folks. I'm a guy. I text all my friends. I did give some money to Bernie, but, you know, we'll... We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I ain't giving any more. I know. Well, um, I mean, should I think... Should be lucky he, he's getting a vote. I think he should be all right. He, he's all right. His people text me a lot. I still get text messages. Like, I'll send these I got some from Mike Bloomberg. I'm like, whose list did you steal this from? I get text messages about someone named Sehi, and this is like the third or fourth election cycle in a row, and every time I tell them my name is not Sehi... Please remove me from the list. Well, the lists are the lists are wrong. I mean, that's just an issue. And the other thing is, but I've had this phone number since 2006. Like, you know, who who is saying? Also, one more gripe before we sign off: elections, uh, paper ballots. Stop messing with these computers, these <laughs> systems, because clearly y'all don't know how to work these things. Y'all don't know how to run. Honestly, I would totally be okay with doing. You can have a computer system and a paper system and count both and take a week to give America the result. I don't understand why we have to know who won everything the night of. Yeah. Like, it's really just because the news stations get high ratings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, listen, I'd rather have us get the right information later than get the wrong information earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened in Iowa was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is a Democratic primary. You had four years to get the system right. That's what I'm saying. And they're like, oh, a lot of people are on it. Like, you didn't... What did you expect? Like, oh my god. Don't Don't let me go on about the Democratic Party. All right. But, um... So, yeah, I, I guess you think we're done. Yeah, we're done. That was a good hour. Oh, God. It election was. Uh, bitch fest. So, and don't all worry. I'm going to say is um, if you really care about electability, I think Bernie is a better option. And if you want to debate me, you can um, come find me on Twitter at uh, ThatGuyCDTV. And, and if, we can fight because I've been fighting all week. And if you want to debate me, please don't because I don't really And live. if you are, if you're a Trump supporter, you're probably not listening to this. If you support um, Joe Biden... Congratulations, but um, how are you going to win in general? You guys can figure that out. Joe Biden has a kind of decline, and you're going to have to find a way to get young people behind him. You know, and saying vote for me or else, I think we've seen how that works. Yeah. Like, you're not, you can't threaten people to vote for you. It's just not going to work. You got to be giving people something. Okay, Biden people, you might want to look in, look in a Bernie's free college plan. I mean, something. Yeah. Something to pull them over. And don't worry. We'll do another one of these. And I'm just going to more sit back on that one and let other people talk because, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see if... How's Rob doing? Oh, you know, him being Yang Gang. I saw him a Bernie video, actually. Yeah. I feel like he's going to vote for Bernie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Didn't mean to out you, Rob. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think he's okay. Uh, Andrew Yang started a, a starting a nonprofit and a podcast. It's like, oh, no kidding. Everyone in the and he's working for CNN. A podcast. Hey, you know who got hired by CNN? Abdullah Syed. Huh? He's a regular contributor now. Interesting. He wants to. He wants to have a face so that he can run for. I don't know what he's run for. Mayor, senator. Um. 
Governor is going to be a while. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't make that play again, but no. he clearly, he's going to run for some. There, there's a revolving door of politicians and media, and it's like, as soon as someone loses, they try to get hired at CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what he he's going to run for, because I don't, I don't see you in a politically smart move challenging Stabenow in a no. primary. Um... If Gary Peters wh- loses, you still have six years, and then unless Whitmer loses in two he's years, he's never held office though. Yeah, so he, so like maybe mayor, mayor Dearborn, Dearborn, but Dearborn then you don't need like that, that to, to kind of national coverage for that. No, oh man, if he ran for mayor of Dearborn, he would like he's like their superstar man. Yeah, so mm-hmm. and then you just have Bernie come out and support you, which he would. I see him speak. He's a good speaker. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, we're done. This has been our um, special ad- election. I mean, our special election. What the hell is going on? I don't know if we'll do more of these. Maybe we'll see. I've always wanted to do like a political podcast, but honestly, that shit is stressful. Yeah. To do it all the time. Maybe every once in a while. I think we'll we'll see what the Pod reaction sa- is. Pod to save the-, the black nerds. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see how the the reaction to this. Maybe we'll do some more special episodes. I'll, I'm going to put this one on my Facebook and try to get, like, the elders to listen. They won't. Oh, man. Okay. You, I'm going to be tagged in it, and then I'm just going to have a whole bunch of Bernie supporters be like, what do you mean, Chris? And i just be like, guys, just stop. The Bernie bros, man. Also, another thing, one last thing. Trump's uh, base is very active online. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a candidate that also had very active online supporters that could go to war with? Could you imagine the war between the MAGAs and Bernie Bros? Hey. Online? All I, all I Imagine know. the amount of memes that would come out of it. All I know is during, during the 2016 election, I posted a poll about who won the debate between Hillary and Trump. And the Trump supporters found it. And good God, were they blowing up my okay. mentions. And was I was no, just like, they There was no energy me. for Hillary online. There's energy for Bernie. The reason there are so many Bernie memes because he's got young supporters. Yeah. Hillary did not have that. But Trump people, you looked at any YouTube comment section. You went anywhere that wasn't like a designated liberal area of the internet. Reddit, MAGA everywhere. Yeah. Fortune. A sea of red hats. But Made in China. All right, guys. Um, this is Chris. This is Chris. This has been our special edition um, election conversation podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any feedback, uh, let us know, and we appreciate it. Trying something different. Let freedom ring.